Hey there, everybody. You are watching The Water Trio or listening to perhaps um, on SoundCloud or other podcasting apps. You are joined by myself, Cassandra, and my dear friends and colleagues, uh, Alicia and Kelly. And a special appearance just as we got started is Winston. Oh, <laughs> our fourth leg of The Water Trio because he does share a birthday with Kelly. So here yeah. he is. Um, how are you? Well, I mean, I'm fantastic, but I'm very happy to see Winston making a, a, an appearance for anyone who is watching the podcast on YouTube because I know when you shared on our Facebook page, Cass, that Winston had arrived in your life, there were so many comments of people posting their beloved fur babies as well. So I know. It was wonderful to see all the kitty cats out there. I sort of forgot just, you know, how much cat ownership is a thing. <laughs> cat owners are very proud of their of their little feline babies. Aren't they? Yeah. So, yeah, he's adorable. So he's just only just before we press record, he's come and joined us. So we are together today to discuss the astrology of September 9, the week beginning September 9. So, but before we get started, how are you? How are you, Leash? What's been happening in your world? Enough chat about cats. I'm good. <laughs> I'm I'm um actually some a few people have been commenting on my personal Instagram page or you know um about because they're hearing the chickens I'm doing the daily updates at the moment and they're they're hearing the chickens go off and because it you know we're recording at nighttime now they're missing it so I'll Aww. have to record a bit of a, a bit of a video of the chooky bums because the chooks have grown up and they're 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 massive now, actually, yeah. Yeah. Um, and record a bit of video of them doing their thing for the Water Trio listeners who are missing them. Oh, Aww. so yeah. sweet. Yeah, but I am major FOMO recat, and as I sent, I sent the girls a video uh, yesterday Your of daughter. my daughter. Oh my lord. I mean, she's got a whole book full of all the cats she wants like, but not just that she's been book. drawing. She's drawn them and coloured them yeah. in and given them names. And there was like yep. Smudge and Tiger and Ginger. I think there was and like tinsel. a Misty or Tinsel. Like there was honestly 20. I'm like, she's so talented and persistent because she didn't just draw <laughs> one cat. She's drawn like 20 cats. Just letting she is you know, a double Mum. Scorpio. That's how many I want. <laughs> oh, yeah. so yeah. yeah well, Winston came into our life uh, due to the persistence of a fixed mood child that I owned. So that eventually I was <laughs> like, okay, let's do it, and um, I'm so glad we did. And I actually do have my eye on an orange or ginger kitten who shares the same birthday that I do. And so then I might get a third cat in the new year that was born on Alicia's birthday so that that will have the uh, feline water trio. The Scorpio oh my cat goodness. from hell. <laughs> so we can create our own meme, you know, the one where there was like the Scorpio cats. <laughs> oh, my gosh, that was adorable. With the Scorpio cat in the middle trying to get yeah. out. Well, and I know it sounds like, you know, oh, my God, will we ever stop talking about cats? But I know one of our YouTube listeners, I was just looking up at that um, online while we are talking, Carly had mentioned that Leo season brought her brought them a cat as well, yes. completely unplanned. And yeah. Carly says the cat just showed up and decided to live with them. So yeah, that you know, I wonder who else got a cat in Leo season. But it sounds like it's been a bit of a theme. Exactly, with that much Leo, yeah, something uh, Leonian or felineish had to come through. Yeah, so yeah, he's well. Uh, we have. 
Sorry, now we're all in Virgo. Yeah, I was going to say Virgo. Um, we are. I actually did some of my own advice, which I think I shared in the podcast last week or the week before about Virgo season. I have been batch cooking like a demon, like I'm a professional <laughs> food blogger or something. I'm making like my casseroles for the freezer and getting back into making my gluten-free treats. I just all the Virgo energy, it's really taken me into the food, into the kitchen, even back on like macro tracking. I'm like, I just want the data. I just want to know exactly how much I'm consuming because there has been a few little blowouts. So it's definitely, and then we've just got bookshelves so we can organize our books finally. So it's very Virgo season in our neck of the woods. Yeah. And how about you, Leash? How has Virgo season been playing out for you so far? Yes, well, it's sixth house for me, so it's actually been highlighting some place. Some I was hoping I'd be getting back on the exercise wagon with this, but I've had a few health issues that have flared up with this, and they've stopped me from exercising, but they've shown me exactly what's important in my lifestyle and what changes yeah. I need to put in place in a very detailed way to make sure I continue to support myself. And, you know, of course, with all the connections into Uranus and Taurus, that means I'm scheduling rest. So yeah. I actually now schedule nana naps in my days <laughs> because I have to. <laughs> How Not to every know day. You're middle aged because we need the nana naps. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's called perimenopause. So, yes. um, yeah, <laughs> so it is, but it's, it's like this whole thing now. So I do four days a week. I have nap in my calendar and other days wow. a week, it's like go to bed at nine o'clock. I have to, otherwise I can't function. Yeah, so, yeah. um, yeah, it's, uh, it's been a real wake up call for this Aries rising Aries moon to go, Oh my God, I don't actually have all the energy in the world to burn anymore. No. Um, it's like the energizer bunny. I'm literally just yeah. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah, Mars in the sixth house is a really interesting one because it can trigger some flare-ups of underlying mm. health con- concerns. So, you know, when people have transiting Mars go through their sixth house or their sixth house sign, it definitely pulls your attention back onto those decisive actions that are needed to improve health. Yeah. What about you, Cass? Um, oh, I've really noticed that my gym performance has just kind of been, I'm really stoked with it actually. Um, and just, you know, my diet protocols. So, um, I've just been trying to implement some new research and data, uh, in terms of, um, losing body fat, um, but not losing my strength gains at the same time. So just kind of like, you know, sort of remaining true to form in a sense, but doing the Virgo, um, immutability, you know, still heading in the same direction, but trying new things. Um, and so far, you know, the data, the numbers, you know, that I track in my spreadsheet there, um, I'm tracking well, I'm really happy with my progress. Um, even just today, I, um, you know, squatted a weight that I have not squatted since before having my son. So, yeah, like that was uh, pretty huge. Yeah, uh, That was 90 <laughs> kilos, wasn't it, Cass? Padded. Yeah, I wanted to. Was that ninety shirt. kilos? I got Woo-hoo. the ninety today. So yeah, I'm. I'm like. So where are we now? Like sort of mid September. So I, I do want to crack the hundred by Christmas. And I know I said I wasn't going to do it, but I am probably going to get back up on the platform at some point soon. Yes. Throw, throw a few heavy things around. I mean, this training block has just been flawless for me. Um, 
you know, sometimes, you know, you get little niggles or things play up or, you know, you might get really uh, some great gains in one particular lift at the cost of another, but everything seems to be peaking pretty well at the same time. And um, just my compliance uh, in terms of food has been really good. Um, the numbers are dropping on the scale, but lifting under the bar. Um, so I am loving that. Uh, <laughs> that's when the numbers go the she other says way. In I'm hers, not so happy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she says so. wearing her swoosh t-shirt today. You're yeah, no all Metallica in it. today, Cass. You've got your um, <laughs> gym junkie. Just do oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I had my Metallica, you know, in the ears today. So that actually, no, it was, I think it was Slipknot I did the um, Max 2. But anyway, <laughs> so, yeah, like it's just I have been a little bit of a numbers girl getting back and just, you know, going over some, uh, you know, old data and, you know, just going, well, you know, if I try this or tweak that, how can that improve um, my performance? So I think the Mars Kazemi definitely, um, yeah, I just feel quite, um, I guess, uh, tunnel visioned at the moment mm. like with with this and I'm really enjoying that like I don't have anything to really distract me from those like Martian goals because you know when I get my Mars on I really love it <laughs> so um yeah I guess for me like you know I guess just to sort of share a little bit you know in case somebody's got sort of similar things you know I have Mars square Saturn um they form a, a like Mars applies to Saturn within three minutes and I'm also born under the first quarter of the moon. And so they really do need uh, that physical exercise. They need to release any like pent up energy or anger. They need a, a physical, a healthy physical outlet. Mm. So I think for me, having that double up of placements there really does. If I don't get, if I don't get like people can go for a walk and feel good or they go for a row or whatever. But for me to like pick up so heavy weight just makes me really excited. <laughs> I know I've only just like rattled on for like the last five minutes about it, but it does. And it makes me a nicer person too. So that helps. Yeah. I think that's lovely to see how, um, you know, that the chart, you know, can, this can be a positive trait, but it needs this type of remediation. You just need to balance it versus, you know, this could be really difficult if you didn't have that outlet type of thing. Yeah, for sure. Like, and as I said, like when I said, it makes me a nicer person, I'm not being funny. Yeah. You're being, <laughs> it's, it's a, yeah. Yeah, it's a stress relief. It's overcoming the sense of over, overcoming obstacles, hitting targets, hitting things. So, yeah, I love it. So that's been my Mars, um, just being well, sort of very withdrawn and focused as well. Hmm. Yeah, when you were talking about being really focused, I was like, well, being really focused until Saturday, which is like the big uh, heart, Yes, our big the, segue. Yeah. <laughs> I've been trying. I've been trying. (laughs) Mutable lockout again. (laughs) Too much chatty. Don't Um, get me on a metal tangent. Yeah, or a waste (laughs) tangent. I love it. Yeah, because so so this week we did want to really highlight Saturday, September 14, as, I don't know, the day of the week, the most active day. You're going to want cuddles with your cat or movie day. This is the full moon in Pisces coming through. There's a few, there's actually like three or four different things happening this day. I think we're each going to talk about a different, 
Astro event. Although, Tell although us just quickly to go back to the segue of, you know, we were just talking about Mars and Saturn together and, and that's happening on Monday. So just to kind of throw that in there as well as a reminder to listeners that that is a day to really, you know, there may be some frustration pent up. It is a trine, not a square. But yeah, Monday can be a chance to actually really harness these two energies together and get some strength behind something. I find Saturn and Mars together a really strong energy and can really be focused on long lasting. So yeah, just throwing that in there too. Cool. Yeah, the week cool. the week starts off quite, you know, let's get it done, you know, even if we have to overstretch ourselves in order to get that long-term goal with the uh, the sun square Jupiter in place as well. But at the end of the week there's that kind of oops, see you. Uh, the end of the week there's <laughs> that um you know, our like mid-September shift. So we've had mm. like the first week of the month, you know, has been a bit of Uranus crazy. This week it sort of is a little bit crazy, but we really do get that tonal shift with the the mid-month uh, full moon in Pisces. And so, Kel, I think you wanted to talk to us a little bit about that. Well, yeah, I just felt that it was such a significant event uh, this month, but also this week. It is uh, the full moon in Pisces, of course, I'm a little bit biased towards it uh, because it's a nice break from the extreme organizational energy that does show up in Virgo season. So the full moon will be at 21 Pisces. It'll be Saturday, uh, September 14, Australia, Canada and the States. So I think from an experiential perspective, we're all going to notice it and feel it Friday night and Saturday night. So a full moon on a weekend always brings in a lot more kind of heightened energy. But the full moon in Pisces is bringing in intuition and insight as well as an increase in sensitivity. So it's definitely giving this fluid, flexible kind of go with the flow vibe to the weekend where you may not want to be on a hard schedule. You may need to put some breathing room in just to honor, you know, an inspiration that you get or a lot of the feelings that come up. Uh, what are you guys thinking about this full moon? Cass? <laughs> I was waiting for you. Yeah, like, I mean, like yourself, Kel, I'm a little bit biased towards the Pisces full moon too because it does light up uh, my tent house. And, I mean, I think it will be a really nice uh, gear change to the way September has been so far. Um, and it might also spotlight or illuminate where if you've been in a little bit of like a, a certain like Virgo mania or a bit of Virgo overstressed or crazy or being a little bit wired, you know, this can kind of shine that light on and go, oh, did I really need to get myself like worked up about this or that? And, you know, going with the flow or maybe, um, being more adaptable to, you know, fluid plans or, you know, changes in, um, you know, you might have planned this one thing, but let's, you know, go with the flow and, you know, try this one other thing. And there may be this like more the merrier uh, type of uh, element around this one where whatever was sort of scheduled or on the calendar may not end up being that by the time the full moon arrives. Leishi. Yeah. Well, I mean, for me, it's crescendo. I mean, that's the word that keeps coming up is because the last two weeks with all the Virgo energy, everything mm. has, t all the inner planets have touched all the outer planets. And I feel like it's one of those movies or one of those plays where, you know, this scene involves a few actors or a few people. And then another scene involves a few others. And you're kind of like going, 
how is this all going to come together? And you, you, it brings you further and further in anticipation. And then literally on this Saturday, it's like this big crescendo as all the actors come on stage and you watch the drama play out and unfold. Mm. And then it's like, as you said, Cass, it's just, it's like this line in the sand of we step over and it's like, okay, and and to be continued um, mm. in a way, which is later in the year. So it's almost like this is a chance for us to just look at the last two weeks since that new moon in Virgo really and go, what threads have been pulled together? What, you know, because this, the Jupiter story and the Saturn story have been so separate, but these Jupiter, these Virgo triggers have brought them together. It's like, what tapestry has been woven with all of this that I can now look back on and then work out, okay, do I like it? Where does it fit in my home? You know, what kind of, is, is this tapestry working for me? Do I need to go and unpick a little bit? How do I bring all this together? So, but it's in, in such a, you know, it's Pisces. So it's creative, it's imaginative, it's, it's go with the flow. It's not harsh and hard. Um, so yeah, I just feel like it's, it's just such a beautiful way to bring this to an end. It's almost like the fairy tale ending to the last two weeks. So, well, I'm keeping fingers crossed anyway. Yeah. You know, it's 12th house for me. So who the hell knows what will happen, but you know, it'll, it's <laughs> maybe I'm living in a Neptune Pisces fantasy with that one, but, um, I mean, yeah, if all that fails, my take you know, it. nothing, a good glass of scotch or wine won't fix. <laughs> point to talk about alcohol drinking and and you know the consumption of other drug substances because under the full moon we everybody it's a biological thing that we get more easily affected by alcohol and drugs and i think particularly under this full moon which is in pisces it's it's close to neptune there that desire to kind of escape or tune out or just you know alter your reality in some way is going to be quite strong and some of us are going to go for the vodkas or the scotch the wines and some of us are going to go for our other drug of choice which could be you know, cannabis or something else. Netflix. But it might be TV or sugar or food. I mean, there are many things that we use to quote Brene Brown to numb ourselves. And Mm. not that I say we're going to have to numb ourselves, but, you know, that idea of being able to tune out, restore, recharge. I mean, meditation, journal writing, a long bath, music, there are ways you can do that that are more maybe functional or restorative. But I think that desire to escape and alter reality um, is going to be strong. The two, and it's water. Yeah, it's water. Yeah, the it's feeling. Get to the beach. Yeah. Get to the lake. You know, get, get you know, those bath. long baths you're talking about. You, know, It's definitely allow that to be the thing. And, you know, if you have water with your scotch, that's part of it too. Yeah. Yeah. Blast I mean, me. when you when you were saying crescendo, Lise, <laughs> sorry, I think I missed something there. She said blasphemy. Blasphemy. goes, bit of water with your scotch and uh, blasphemy. <laughs> What about ice? Ice cubes? Does that count? I mean, no, like don't. it's in my book, it's just neat. But I know people do different things with it and, you know, there's not anything wrong with that, as Seinfeld would say. But, um, yeah, no. Um, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, it's all about just, you know, relaxing, unwinding, doing it in the way that, you know, it depends. You know, if Virgo has got you so wound up and you just need that release where you just need that escape um, temporarily, or perhaps as Kel mentioned, something that's a little bit more uh, uh, nurturing or restorative that you know is kind of going to refill your cup. 
Um, yeah. You know, sometimes, uh, you know, I just my son Lincoln and I, we'll just go drive, you know, 30, 40 minutes south and we just go for a walk on the beach and we get some ice cream and, you know, hang out for a bit and come back home and I just feel like a new person. So, um, yeah. you know, sometimes, you know, it's worth that drive if you do have to, you know, travel a little bit to... Um, get to some water and of course I know not everybody is fortunate like we are in Australia like most of our population lives very close proximity to the coast but uh, yeah if you can get near some water under the um, the full moon it's definitely worth it so that is and that whole uh, idea of release and letting go you know this happens right when we've got Venus and Mercury at the end degree of, of Virgo too which leads us beautifully into I think what you were going to talk about Cass what I was going to talk about, yeah, I'm I'm really quite looking forward to um, the end of this week, you know, for all the reasons we've spoke about so far. Also, um, that Mercury and Venus change signs. So we have had them going through Virgo for the last little bit. And it's almost like Venus has been Mercury's support person while Mercury has been, um, you know, touring Virgo, being in rulership, exaltation. And now, like, what's happening, it's almost like, there's a handover, changeover kind of thing mm. where now Mercury is taking, you know, sort of like um, a position of like demotion and letting Venus rise in a sense. So she's moving into her position of um, rulership. And uh, so it, what I feel like if I was to, you know, encapsulate this uh, transit um, in a sentence, it's almost like thinking about, okay, like where have you been stressing over details? Where have you been focused on data? Uh, where have you been maybe uh, over fun like overthinking the minute? And Venus comes along with, you know, her smooth honey or her, you know, her smooth, you know, her smooth balm of, you know, whatever it is. And goes, you know, don't worry about that, Mercury. Let's just work together. Let's just like get something that's collaborative or beneficial for everybody, win-win situation. Um, and let's not worry about the details, you know, as much as we have been um, over the last couple of weeks. So I think that will be kind of nice. It'll be a, a feel that'll be a nice stress release and um, a nice kind of um, uh, like just moving away from that overstressed or overthinking of Virgo and moving into something that might be a little bit more um, supportive, a little bit more togetherness and just a little bit more like let's not fuss over the details. Let's just, you know, work together. That's, yeah, that's what I'm kind of like looking forward to um, moving forward, like not only this weekend but also through until uh pretty much the rest of the month. So I think that would be really nice to have that like rulership handover takeover. So it's like, it's not like there's a lack of strength happening there. It's just the strength is changing or the focus or the direction is changing with the way that Mercury and Venus have been uh, working together. How about you girls? What are your thoughts on, on this uh, kind of exciting thing that Mercury and it's like they're skipping through the tulips or whatever at the moment, aren't they? So... Yeah, well, I like um, I like the analogy you used there. I mean, what I have pictured with this is because it's like Mercury's the messenger who's like trying to quickly catch up to the queen and and pass something over to her and then holds her hand literally as she then steps into her palace, into her land. And I, like personally, because this is angular for me, I am so excited about Venus moving into Libra yeah. because it's been the hard yards for her in in Virgo. You know, she's all pleasure, beauty, love. Um, and Virgo's 
sorry, hard work, uh, discipline. <laughs> let's get focused. Let's let's look at our routine. And she's like, no, I just want to lie here in this beautiful garden and have someone feed me grapes. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I just feel like that it's it's just going to really lighten things up. And yes, she's going to go through a few tricky placements when she does this, but that's for later down the track. So let's just enjoy the first few weeks of this energy of just lightening things up. And um, I think it's Austin who said it's a little bit princess, Disney princess. Um, mm. But it does feel like that, you know, there is that kind of, well, let's just get dressed up pretty and go out and enjoy light, social fun conversation and, and do all those beautiful things. And there's a charm and a diplomacy to her in this that is is quite different to when she's in her own placement in, in Taurus. So there's a lot lighter energy and um, a lot more, I don't know, it just, it feels like a conversational flow. So for me, and it's already booked, like I've got all these social arrangements happening. Um, my hubby and I will be celebrating our wedding anniversary soon around under this energy as well. So, um, which I'm really looking forward to. So yeah. What about you girls? What are you feeling about this? Look, I am or also, I mean, it's a great shift. I think, uh, you know, in Virgo where Venus and Mercury have been, it's very hard for Venus to do Venus things, but it's very easy for Mercury to do Mercury things. So we've had, I think, as you were saying, Cass, like the mind has been running the show, the data, the facts, the details. When we switch into Libra, and both Mercury and Venus move into Libra on the 14th. That's kind of why we picked the 14th as a big focus this week because it's a major astro mood, mid-month mood shift. Uh, it's very, Venus all of a sudden goes from a place where she's restricted to a place where she's fully supported and fully resourced. Mercury comes out of that place of dignity, but he's not having a problem in Libra. He's just kind of neutral. So Venus gets a lot better and Mercury doesn't have the kind of issues. And I think what you're describing, Leash, the words that I was thinking or the concepts as you were talking about that more social light energy, particularly of Venus, the second or lesser benefic moving into a home sign for her. It's the difference between earth and air or things that are dry versus things that are wet from an astrological perspective. You know, earth is so practical and pragmatic and grounded and solid. And so we haven't necessarily had the chance in this first two weeks of September to do the fun, light, easy things because we've had to do the practical down-to-earth things and the social shift is real air signs are very focused on human interaction talking to people they do like mm. company you know and the the earth signs have a dry quality so they can kind of cut through emotion and just be very pragmatic whereas the air signs have a wet tone to them so they're much more focused on connection and interaction and so there's some technical changes there that are really good for Venus. And the second half of September, first part of October, when Venus is in Libra, this is one of the time periods in 2019 that I flagged back in January, my year ahead uh, webinar, when I was talking about, you know, when are the good periods in 2019? Venus mm. in Libra in rulership, while Jupiter is still moving through Sag, is definitely one of those periods. Best, yeah. And yeah. there's going to be like the peak of that goodness, which does last for about four weeks, but it starts this weekend, will be at the end of the month. And we'll talk more yeah. about that when we get there. Sure. 
but it is it is definitely it's a technical improvement astrologically and i think we are like the full moon we've got mars neptune opposing each other this weekend as well there may be some confusion or even a bit of uncertainty or fogginess just at the weekend september 14 and 15 but once that full moon fog passes and we've still got venus and mercury in libra the second half of september feels totally different sure does yes thank God. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, like, I feel like sometimes we say thank God every time something changes. And I'm like, well, Agreed. Um, I, I like, I, it's not that I'm disliking. I don't know. 2019's been like that, hasn't it though? Well, Sorry, Kel. I no, just no, spoke no, over no. you. No, no, no. That's, not, that's good. You should <laughs> get that Aries rising going, mate. <laughs> um, it's not that I'm disliking the, the Virgo vibes. I'm actually doing a lot of my 2020 year ahead planning, you know, so I'm really using the Virgo energy for mm. what it has to offer. Um, and then when we get the Libra shift, I'm like, right, then I'm going to sort of shift focus with what I'm doing because that helps with different kinds of things, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, for sure. Like I have like, to yeah. order new Perfect. makeup and I'll probably do that by the time Venus goes into Libra. I don't know that I'll get that done with the Virgo planets. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, or if you have to, you know, tweak some of your bitchcrafting skills, you know, this um, conjunction is really ideal for that, you know. Like, you know, sometimes, and it's, you know, like it might sort of sound funny, but, you know, sometimes we do have to, you know, enter into conversations or start, you know, a, a line of discussion that can be a little bit tricky, that can not be um, easy for some people. And having that Venusian support there can perhaps, mm. you know, add that sugar on top that you're not normally able to do. Like maybe if you are a little bit more like Mercury and Aries or if you're a Mercury Saturn person, having Mercury and Venus together in Libra, maybe you can say something and it will come out a little bit softer or a little bit more kind or a little bit more um, diplomatic or sweeter than it might otherwise um, be delivered. So there is that kind of ability, like it maybe bitchcrafting the situation a little bit, but sometimes if that's what it takes to get a deal over the line or or getting the um, compliance or support or the help that you need, then, you know, use your Libra bit, excuse me, use your Libra bits. You know, it's it's what's happening in the sky. Tune into it and use it to your advantage, you know, if that's what, what it takes. So, yeah. 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 Because liter Libra is literally standing in the other person's shoes. So it's that ability to bring benefits for both people to the situation. Um, and that's the beauty of this, you know, it, it helps yeah. us relate more. I mean, I read a book to my kids just quickly. It's called Be Polite and Kind. Um, and not because I'm trying to force it down their throat, but this book is, I think it's designed for children with additional needs. So it's so they understand that it smooths the way of life for them, you know, because we are, we're, we're social creatures and we need to just get along. And you're going to get a, attract a lot more flies with honey than vinegar, as my exactly. grandmother used to say. Yeah. There's a reason why we say, and what's the magic word? <laughs> yes. You know, yeah. like, is that how you ask mummy for things? Yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because I call Venus in Libra cosmic honey and she definitely yeah. helps grease the wheels. She mm. brings, you know, she's, there's a sweetness and a, like when something is sweet, you want more of it. And so if you're trying to create desire or connection, whether it's in a business setting or your love life, 
sweetness is going to go a long way. And Venus in Libra helps each of us tap into that kind of internal version of that sweetness or that honey. Yeah, 100%. So we would love to hear your feedback. You know, how are you uh, tapping into, you know, these vibes? How are you maybe approaching a situation from perhaps a win-win standpoint or, you know, smoothing waters where perhaps you might go in there a little bit, you know, gung-ho shooting from the hip, but maybe taking that step back and doing the the Venusian or the Libran sort of surveying all perspectives. So... Before we wind up for the uh, week of beginning the 19th, what have you girls got on your calendar that you might like to share with everybody? So the 9th, Cass, the 9th of September. Is it the 9th? Correct. The 9th, right, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, this is the week beginning the 9th. <laughs> the 9th. <laughs> I know, so much talking So I've got my new course, uh, Counseling Skills for Difficult Chart Combinations, starting actually today, Monday the 9th of September, yeah. although people might be listening to it the day before. Um, this is an intermediate level training for intermediate students or new practitioners of astrology to help you identify what difficult chart placements look like in the chart, but also how you're going to strategize and discuss those with a client. And the one other thing that I'm really excited about that's just kind of happened that was a little bit like, oh, I wasn't expecting this, but Uranus, um, my lectures from the recent Norwalk conference uh, back in Seattle in May, we've just got them for sale on my website including uh, my keynote lecture, which is a talk that I'm just really proud of, was a talk that I gave to 400 people. I was sharing some personal stuff that I haven't talked about so widely, but also looking at the big picture themes of 2019 and 2020 and how those years fit into longer sort of 200-year cycles. So that's now up on my website under the Learn Astrology and then I think it's online classes. So yeah, a couple of lots of, you know, very much September back to school, back to routine, back to studying, even with your astrology. Uh, what do each of you gals have on this week? Well, I have decided to launch um, some new moon manifestation magic online workshops. Um, Excellent. So starting, I thought, well, start with a new moon in my seventh. So yes. um, I will have something up, gosh, Yes, I'll make sure it's up by Monday on my website <laughs> for those who want to book in. So it will be live, although you don't have to be online to be part of it. Um, you can download it at a later time. And yeah, it'll just be kind of showing how you can work with the energy of the new moon specific for your house um, to really start getting some magic and some remediation and different things happening in, in your chart. So it will definitely be a chat for those who can be online um, at the time for it um, and a lovely kind of group supported situation. So that's awesome. me. What about that you, Cass? That amazing. Well, I can fully, uh, you know, put my money down on Kelly's Norwalk keynote. Oh, I was there. Thank it you. was wonderful. So I yeah, can't wait to was, listen. Yeah, it was so good. Um, and, uh, so for me, uh, so up until the new moon, uh, sorry, the full moon on the 14th, um, I've actually got a 20% consult sale. <gasps> so um uh, that you can get all the details on the events tab on my website, CassandraTindall.com. And it's off for a couple of weeks, but I'm really excited to be doing my aversion webinar. So I delivered this for the first time at UAC. I did it for Aya early this year. So I've just sort of tweaked the content a little bit. Um, and of course, all of that is on the events tab as well. So aversion is when the ruler of your house does not see the house it rules and some of the... Uh, 
problems and bits and pieces that can pop up with that. So it's some really juicy material. Um, it's been really well received. So um, really uh, looking forward to uh, delivering a few fresh perspectives on that. So there and we I go. for one We've, can vouch for nice that too because I listened yeah. to it and I learned a lot. So, oh, yeah, it's you. an awesome workshop. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's so insightful, such an underutilised technique. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm so glad you're all going to be sharing that again, Cass. I love to, like, unearth all the, like, you know, it's like I've got this, like, yeah, secret eighth house do. or something. I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, I do think we sort of default to, you know, eighth house problems or Saturn problems or... Um, squares in conjunction, oh, sorry, squares in opposition problems. But sometimes it's the things we don't see in our own charts mm. that we are we really, you know, because we literally don't see what we're in aversion yeah. to uh, can create yep. the the blind spots that are really the big key issues there. So anyway, I won't, you know, <laughs> save it for the webinar. So, yeah, love to uh, see you. I think it's on the 26th, though, not for a little bit yet, but... Anyway, that's our big full moon week, our, you know, some interplanetary movement and then um, a little bit of a for the rest of September. So, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty, guys. Well, great to connect with you all again. I will see you on social media throughout the week and um, see you next time. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. See you later.